0: Welcome to the Christchurch Vienna podcast, gathering the theological and liturgical resources of Christchurch, the Anglican Church in Vienna, Austria. For more information about the ministry of Christchurch, visit us at ChristchurchVienna.org. You are listening to the Book of Common Prayer service from May 21st, 2023.
1: Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil amen almighty god unto whom all hearts be open all desires known and from whom no secrets are hid cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy holy spirit that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen.
2: Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Lord, Lord have Christ mercy upon us, and Lord, write all these thy laws in our hearts. We beseech thee.
1: The call is said for the Sunday after Ascension Day. O God, the King of glory, who has exalted thine only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph unto thy kingdom in heaven. We beseech thee, leave us not comfortless, but send to us thine Holy Ghost to comfort us, and exalt us unto the same place whither our Saviour Christ is gone before, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen.
3: A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. When the apostles had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, He was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken from you up into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks Thanks be be to God.
2: Today we pray the Psalm 68, beginning with the first verse to 10. We find it on page 496. Let us pray antiphonally the Psalm 68, verse 1 to 10 page four hundred and ninety-six, let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered; let them also that hate him flee before him.
1: Like as the smoke vanisheth,
3: so thou shalt thou drive them away; and like as wax melted at the fire, so let the ungodly perish in the presence of God.
2: But let the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. Let them also be merry and joyful. Sing
1: unto God, and sing praises unto his name. Magnify him that rideth upon the heavens, as it were upon a horse. Praise him in his name, God, and rejoice before him.
2: He is a father of the fatherless, and defended the cause of the widows, even God in his holy habitation.
1: He is the God,
2: O God, when Thou wentest forth before the people, when Thou wentest through the wilderness,
1: the earth shook, and the heavens brought at the presence of God, even as Sinai also was moved at the presence of God, who is the God of Israel.
2: Thou, O God, sentest a gracious rain upon Thine inheritance, and refreshest it when it was very.
1: Thy prepared for
2: the fall. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the
1: beginning, is now, and
2: ever shall be, world without heaven. end, Amen. Amen. The Holy Gospel
0: is written in the seventeenth chapter of the Gospel according to Saint John, beginning at the first verse. Glory be to Thee, O Lord. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you, for the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you so that they may be one as we are one.
1: This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We make a common confession of faith in the words of the Nicene Creed saying, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified who spake by the prophets. And I believe one Catholic and apostolic Church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
2: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Dear friends, Thinking about the readings we heard today, I am reminded of a childhood memory. As you may know, I am Hungarian. My hometown is about 30 kilometers from Budapest. One summer we set out to Croatia to spend our holidays there. The journey takes about six hours. As we drove through the first village, little Adam had a question. Are we there yet? Was the same question in the minds of the apostles when they asked, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Their question reflects their lack of understanding about the meaning of the kingdom of God. Their misunderstanding is linked to the prophecies about the day of the Lord, the day when the Lord will come Judge and punish the enemies of Israel. The Acts reading tells us that Jesus' promises are about the coming of the Holy Spirit, not about some earthly kingdom. Speculations about the time of his coming are unnecessary because God's secrets cannot be be discerned even with the gift of the Holy Spirit. The emphasis in this reading is on the power of the Spirit which will be a sign of life even even in the last days. Christians should use this power, a gift from God to witness to and on behalf of Christ, however long life lasts here on earth. Don't waste time calculating the end of the world, even when Christians are tempted to do so in every generation. Heed the words of jesus we christians expect the second coming of the lord but we cannot calculate when it will be this is the this is the this is not only this is not the only message of today's reading nor the most important one but rather jesus promised to send the holy spirit Descending means that we must not only be baptized with water, but we must also be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Baptism is more than simply a ritual bath or a bath for the repentance of sins. It is more importantly about receiving a power from on high, a power which confers on us the grace to have and lead a Christian life. To understand this, we have to look at how the first Christians lived. The essence of the life of the first Christians, the ancient Christianity, was to follow Christ, to practice his teachings in such a way that they resembled the, the actions of Jesus Christ as much as possible. In their thinking and actions, the first Christians, who were Jewish, placed the teachings of John the Baptist. And Jesus alongside the law of Moses and Jewish traditions. They participated in the Jewish temple and synagogue services, but they also had special service centered on Jesus Christ. The Last Supper was regularly celebrated, there was a shared agape, a fellowship, and a communion of peoples consisting of education, prayers, and shared meals. They gathered daily to pray and listen to the word. The celebration of the Lord's Supper took place in private houses. The public was excluded, meaning those who had not yet come to faith in Christ could not attend. As a sign of their turning away from the old word and their sins, they were baptized and lived their whole lives in anticipation of God's kingdom. They kept Jesus constantly before their eyes and tried to live out the truth they had learned from their master from Jesus. They lived a God-fearing, moral, familial, familial life characterized by sincere and deep piety and love of neighbor. They preached the message of Jesus' redemption and conversion. The community of believers grew day by day as the Lord added to their number. A metaphor might help. Think of a garden. If you have a garden, you will know there is always something to do. Prepare the ground, plant, seed, weed, and cut the grass. When we receive the gift of baptism as a first step, that is the planting. Jesus plants his word into our hearts so that we become a part of his garden. After this, our life continues with a lifelong processing of learning about about how can I best live as a Christian. At this point of the new life, the question is more fundamental. What does it mean to be a Christian? Visiting church every Sunday, does it mean that I should follow certain well-established traditions? Are we forming an institution or a godly fellowship? Does it mean we take care to observe the liturgical seasons and the Christian traditions or calendar? Being Christian is to have a relationship with Jesus, the Solver, who plants his words in our hearts. It means that I have a personal Savior, and I am ready to follow him and proclaim his good news. From this perspective, I am able to understand the need for the Church as an institution or the company of believers, the seasons and the traditions. Above, I drew a picture of how the first Christians lived in community. We noted the need to organize themselves But the important thing of each one of them was to follow Jesus. Christians are in the world, but they are not of the world. We take our responsibilities in this world seriously, family, job, everyday life. But the Christian perspective is not only about these necessary things, but also the goal that lies before us, heaven. To describe heaven, I can do no better than quote an ancient Christian document known as the letter to Diognetus. To sum up all in one word, what the soul is in the body, Christians are in the word. The soul is dispersed through all the members of the body, and Christians are scattered through all the cities of the world. The soul dwells in the body, yet is not of the body, and Christians dwell in the word, yet are not of the word. The invisible soul is guarded by the the visible body, and Christians are known indeed to be in the word, but their godliness remains invisible. The flesh hates the soul and wars against it. Thou itself suffering no injury, because it is prevented from enjoying pleasures. The world also hates the Christians, though in no wise endured, because they abjure pleasures. The soul loves the flesh that hates it, and, also, and loves also the members. Christians likewise love those that hate them. The soul is imprisoned in the body, yet keeps together that very body, and Christians are confined in the word as as in a prison, and yet they keep together the word. The immortal soul dwells in a mortal tabernacle, and Christians dwell as sojourners in incorruptible bodies looking for an incorruptible dwelling in the heavens. The soul, when but ill-provided with food and drink, Becomes better. In like manner, the Christians, though subjected day by day to punishment, increase the more in number. God has assigned them this illustrious, illustrious position, which it were unlawful for them to forsake. I think the above quote from the letter to Diognetus is a good description of our vocation in the word and our desire to be in the heaven at one and the same time. In the Acts of the Apostles, we read about the first deeds of mission and early Christian life, but we also read about the ascension of the Lord, a feast we celebrated only a few days ago. This ascension of of our Lord is not just a memory like, okay, Jesus did this as well, But it reminds us that Jesus will come back in the same way. If we are following him here and now, our reward will be to follow into the heaven. Are we there yet? I don't mean this temporary world or these earthless things. I mean heaven. Are we there yet? Yes, we are, but not yet.
1: Discipline yourselves, keep alert. The God of all grace will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray for the whole state of Christ's church militant here on earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men. We humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations and to receive these our prayers, which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all they that to confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes, and governors, and especially thy servant Charles, our king, Alexander, the president of the Republic of Austria, and the leaders of the nations from which we come, that under them we may be godly and quietly governed. And grant unto their whole councils, and to all that are put in authority under them, that they may truly and indifferently minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice and to the maintenance of Thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O heavenly Father, to all bishops and curates that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth Thy true and lively word and rightly and duly administer Thy holy sacraments, praying especially for our metropolitan Justin, our diocesan Robert, his suffragan David, our archdeacon Leslie, and our area dean Frank. And we pray also, Lord, for all those who are ministering to spread the gospel amongst the nations in these days. May they be strengthened in their ministries. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence, they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. And we most humbly beseech thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. And we also bless thy holy name for all thy servants depart this life in thy faith and fear. Beseech thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbors and intend to lead a new life following the commandments of God and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith, and take this holy sacrament to your comfort, and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent, and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us, the burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father, For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honour and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him. Have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
2: Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ saith unto all that truly turn to him. Come unto me, all that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the word that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul saith: This is a true saying, and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John said, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins.
1: Lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God.
0: It is meet and right so to do.
1: It is very meet, right, and our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father almighty everlasting god therefore with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven we laud and magnify thy glorious name evermore praising thee and saying holy 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 lord god of hosts heaven and earth are full of thy glory glory be to thee o lord most high amen and so we say that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there thereby his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction, for the sins of the whole world, and did institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, According to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. When the same night that he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Rejoicing in God's new creation, let's pray with confidence as our Savior has taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord and Heavenly Father, we thy humble servants entirely desire thy fatherly goodness. Mercifully accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins, And all other benefits of his passion and here we offer and present unto thee o lord ourselves our souls and bodies to be a reasonable holy and lively sacrifice unto thee humbly beseeching thee that all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction and although we be unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ, our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father almighty, world without end. Amen. We stand for the saying of the glory. Uh, Glory be to God on high, and in earth peace, goodwill towards men, we praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord the Only Begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord, Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. May they be one as we are one.